things first. This is about truth telling. I have no agenda. Zero. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what no mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Breath taking a move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy, coming at you as I love to do, at the very least, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, anywhere you find your free podcast, you can find No Mercy. That's K-N-O-W, No Mercy, with yours truly, Stephen A. Smith. Before I even get started, let me remind everybody, um, I'm here in the studio, thanks to our official studio sponsor, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel is the official sports betting company of the No Mercy podcast. Thank you for joining me. You know... <clears throat> I got to tell y'all something. <clears throat> you see me on TV all the time. That is true. You know, I'm a pundit with strong opinions. That is true. Whether you want to recognize it or not, my opinion is earned because it's from a background in the field of journalism spanning now about 30 years. So I've been around a while. And <clears throat> regardless of what industry that you're in, Ethics are applicable. Decorum is applicable. Decency is applicable. And at least given a hint that you tell the truth sometimes certainly is something that is mandatory. A lot of times we look at things going on in the world and we say to ourselves, what the hell is this world coming to? I'm one of those people. Because I don't like the way the world is right now. I think, it's I think it's worse than I've ever seen it in my lifetime. Now, remember, I'm born in 1967. So I'm post-civil rights days, even though civil rights ended a little bit later than that. A lot of the stuff that was going on during the civil rights movement, I wasn't born at that particular moment in time. So I'm sure there are, older, there are elder statesmen and women who can speak to more harsher times. But in terms of the trifling tendencies of some people in the world today. It's hard to believe what we're seeing. You know, when you look at this George Santos story, for those of you don't know who don't know, George Santos represents the New York's uh New York uh New York's third congressional district. I mean, when you think about his story, it's one of the most trifling stories I've ever seen in my life. I'm sitting here with a straight face inundated with sports issues for my day job at ESPN. And I got to tell you, I'm shocked that the entire country hasn't stood up and demanded that this man is removed from office. I'm stunned that the Republican Party not only has not provoked and facilitated such an exodus, such, a, such, a, such an exodus, but they've actually put this dude on two committees. I mean, talk about desperate. Talk about pathetic. I mean, 
excuse my language, the shit is appalling. The lack of shame. The lies. I mean, they just keep going on and on and on and on and on. I remember growing up. Whenever I would do something wrong, my mama, God rest her soul. First of all, she would tell me she was ashamed. Secondly, she'd give my father permission to pull out the belt and whip my ass. That was one of the reasons I barely got any beatings because I didn't want to suffer the ramifications, the consequences of such actions. The biggest problem I think we've got in the world today is what's the deterrent? I'm going to say it again. This is embarrassing. I am a registered independent. I trust neither side. I judge by the individuals. Certain politicians, I want no parts of, I don't even want to see them. I don't want to talk to them. Other politicians, I got a lot of love for. I mean, to me, obviously at the top of the list is Barack Obama. I would never come close to remotely being uttering disrespect towards him. But I got news for you. I wouldn't have done that to John McCain either. God rest his soul. I actually had the the pleasure of meeting Orrin Hatch once, who was the former senator out of Utah. I mean, I see certain people. I don't go by party affiliations. The individual is what I pay attention to. But this George Santos thing, it is a disgrace. Again, he represents New York's third congressional district. I mean, when you think about and you read about some of the stuff that he's gotten himself into, it's so embarrassing. Even Pinocchio would be like, damn, George, is is there any truth in you? Just an ounce of it. That's how pathetic this dude is. Ladies and gentlemen, I guess I should be surprised. I guess I should be surprised that I should come to expect the lack of shame and ultimately the normalization of deceit in politics. I guess stretching the truth has been around since the beginning of the time. There have been an inordinate amount of scandals. I know this. I know they don't happen in sports, though. Not like this. I am amazed and I will come to the defense of the sports world till the cows come home. And you people out there that are more judgmental towards an athlete in their 20s than you are towards grown men and women who legislate policy that directly impact our lives. Y'all are some disgraceful ass people. But even having said that, Lamenting yet again the state of our politics. Understanding that lies are just a part of it. Understanding that some of them are corrupt as hell. Understanding that the climate that we live in is arguably the worst that we've ever seen it. They have no moral or ethical standards. They're in no position to tell us a damn thing. Understanding all of that. I'm still stunned. At what I'm seeing and experiencing. 
I'm just reading, ladies and gentlemen, I had these notes here in front of me, okay? I want to make sure I got my facts straight. You know, I want to remind y'all that Bill Clinton famously told the nation one time, I remember that line, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Monica Lewinsky. I remember. It was hilarious. Okay? Until the infamous blue dress told otherwise. He did not have sexual relations. <laughs> He's holding on to that lie. Now call me crazy. Get on me all you want to. But even though he lied and deserved to be punished, and I think that he was actually disbarred and prevented from practicing law for about eight years because of that. Ladies and gentlemen, I kind of understood that lie. It wasn't policy and legislating our lives. He had an adulterous affair. And I'm quite sure his attitude was, damn it, I lied to Hillary. Well, I'm going to tell y'all the truth for. I'm not worried about y'all. It's her, I fear. That's probably what he said. I mean, I don't know. But I'd venture to guess that he was more fearful of his wife than the public at that particular moment in time. It's just a guess. It's just a guess. But I suppose that's a good one. Remember South Carolina governor, Mark Sanford? Remember how he disappeared for a Father's Day weekend? People were wondering whether he was alive or not. Come to find out the brother was with a woman in Argentina having an affair. He eventually confessed and apologized in some rambling nationally televised news conference, but any hopes he had for higher office evaporated and ultimately his gubernatorial seat was gone as well. Those were big scandals, ladies and gentlemen. They happen. But let me give you some of this stuff. I mean, remember the senator, former Minnesota Senator Al Franken, the former comedian. He got himself embroiled after being accused of groping or forcibly kissing women and, you know, said the allegations against him were either not true or he remembered the situations differently than his accusers before going on CNN and saying, quote, I'm embarrassed and ashamed. I let a lot of people down and I'm hoping I can make up to them, make it up to them and gradually regain their trust. Well, damn it, he ain't in, he ain't in office no more. We got all of that, right? And the stuff with Biden, let's not forget him. Biden is 80 years old. He's going to be 82 when it's time to run for re-election. Him having documents at his house or forgetting or not being sure, it's plausible. Maybe not believable to some people, but plausible. That's not his problem. The problem is you were on TV with 60 Minutes just months earlier saying, I can't believe he would allow this to happen when you were talking about Trump. So the Republicans play that sound by over and over and over again because you couldn't believe it happened, but it happened with you. So you opened your mouth, you put your foot in your mouth, and now it's an investigation. One would argue Trump has been defined and unapologetic and shameless even, whereas Biden's cooperating with the investigation and is being transparent. That ain't the damn point. The point is both of them are wrong. But I bring all of that up to say nobody is worse than this dude, George Santos. I'm trying to look in the history books to see 
of anyone who's been more of a pathological liar than him. Ladies and gentlemen, those on the left will quickly say, what about Donald J. Trump? Do you realize George Santos even has him beat? Do you know why George Santos has him beat, ladies and gentlemen? Because George Santos lied about his name. His name. I'm reading here. 34-year-old, 34-year-old, has reportedly not always gone by George Santos, according to CNN reporter Andrew Kaczynski. His aliases have included Anthony Santos, George DeVolder, Anthony Zabrowski, and George Anthony Santos slash DeVolder. I feel rather. Among others, DeVolder was his mother's surname, by the way. Earlier this month, a video emerged showing Santos introduced himself as Anthony DeVolder at a 2019 event in support of then-President Donald Trump. So he has numerous aliases. He's lied about his name. Not even Donald Trump has done that. That's just the beginning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell you why this man has to go. And why no matter what industry you're in, if you're an American citizen, you should be pushing for this man to get booted out of office. Ladies and gentlemen, that's just one lie. I have at least 10 more officially right in front of me. To show you why this man has to be booted out of office, why it is an utter disgrace, why Peggy Noonan, an extraordinary columnist for the Wall Street Journal, wrote the scathing column that she wrote about George Santos just this past weekend and how I don't ever, ever want to hear y'all say a single solitary word of complaint about anyone I cover in the sports industry again. I have never seen anything like the lies that this man has told from someone who is in public office. Someone who is even in a position of influence and power hasn't lied to this degree. I don't know if Jerry, I don't know if Bernie Madoff lied this damn much. Now his lies were costlier. But I don't know if he's told this many damn lies. I'll explain when I come back. You're listening to No Mercy, Stephen A. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? You know, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this. I'm shocked that this man is still in office, representing the third congressional district for the state of New York. He has no business in this position. I'm talking about George Santos, who was recently elected to office, who, by the way, was one of the people that voted for Kevin McCarthy to remain speaker or to be the speaker of the House, rather. And that's why the Republican Party are tolerating him. It's similar to what they were willing to do with Herschel Walker. You had Dave Chappelle on Saturday Night Live literally say Herschel Walker is observably stupid. You had other people speculating that. He might have CTE just from those years of playing football. We don't know for sure, but they've said that. You've had Herschel Walker himself on camera, on the microphone, talking about being called the coon is a compliment. Do you know how smart coons are? This is what he said. You, you can't make this up. 
You can't make this up. And that man went to a runoff against Senator Raphael Warnock before he lost. And the Republicans supported him because guess what? All they care about, you could get him to do whatever you want him to do and he'll vote for you. And by the way, I'm not talking about Republicans as this. I'm some leftist. I'm quite sure the left would do it too. If they could have somebody in office whose vote they knew they could count on that was malleable to anything that they wanted because their reputation was so heinous, they had no choice but to capitulate to the demands of the party. Yeah, that's all you care about. This is why I religiously state that the campaign is the hard work. Once you're in office, you don't have to work anymore. You don't have to read any bills. All you have to do is vote with the side that the, of the letter that you represent. If it's an R, you vote with the Republicans. If it's a D, you vote with the Democrats. It's pathetic. And the American people, us, are getting screwed over. Screwed over. But none more obviously than what George Santos is doing with us. Peggy Noonan is a sensational columnist for the Wall Street Journal, as I said a couple of minutes ago. I read her all the time. I love her columns. I love her writing. Ladies and gentlemen, she wrote a column on George Santos dated January 19th, 6.51 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to read this graph to you that she says about him. He is a nut, but can't be dismissed as only that. He is also wicked in that he has for decades abused all around him by waging war on reality. He has stolen from all who had dealings with him, including voters, a sense of what is true. He has lied about every central fact of his life, purloining achievement, stature, and sympathy. He then hoodwinked the congressional district on Long Island whose residents are now effectively without a functioning representative. Why would she say such a thing, ladies and gentlemen? Allow me to count the ways. I already told you that George Santos has lied about his name on numerous occasions. I have one, two, three, four different names he's gone under here alone. That's, a, that's, a, that's only what we know of. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know he also lied about being Jewish? According to reports, following his election win in November, Santos addressed a Republican Jewish coalition summit in Las Vegas, where he was billed as a Jewish Republican. He identified himself as a proud American Jew in campaign materials obtained by the Jewish news outlet Forward. But when his heritage was called into question, Santos told the New York Post that he never claimed to be Jewish. Ladies and gentlemen, are y'all sitting down? Let me tell you what he said. He said, I said I was Jew-ish, not Jewish, Jew-ish. That's what he said. He's claimed that Sobrovsky is his family's original Jewish last name. But a professional genealogist told CNN there was no indication of a name change in his lineage. He said, I'm not Jewish. I'm Jewish. That's what he said. There's more. He claimed to be a descendant of Holocaust survivors from the Ukraine. Told Fox News in 2021 that his grandparents escaped socialism, communism, and the Holocaust. And he repeated the claim during his campaign. 
His grandfather was originally from Ukraine, Santos said, and fled to Brazil to escape the Nazis. Yet the forward, that same Jewish news outlet I mentioned earlier, along with CNN, both reported that records on genealogy and Jewish refugees did not back up Santos' story. Rather, the outlets found evidence that his grandparents were born in Brazil. The New York Times found out the same information, by the way. That's slide number three. His name is Jewish heritage and now being descendants of Holocaust survivors. Those are three lies. There's a fourth. The man said his mother was in the Twin Towers of 9-11. He tweeted in 2021 that 9-11 claimed my mother's life. He said his mother died. His campaign website states that his mother has been had been inside the World Trade Center South Tower and survived the attack, passing away a few years later of cancer. But records obtained by the New York Times show that Santos's mother was not even living in the country at the time. She was in Brazil. An obituary for Santos's mother, Fatima DeVolder, states that she died in 2016. So a lot about his mother's death. You just can't make this up. You can't make this up. It's unbelievable. Slide number four. Lie number five, that his mother was the first female executive at a major financial institution. In immigration documents reviewed by the New York Times, Santos' mother says she worked as a housekeeper and home, a home aide, not as the first female executive at a major financial institution, as the congressman had said. So he lied about that. He lied about how he paid for his campaign. Campaign finance disclosure forms Disclosure forms show that Santos lent his campaign $700,000, the Times said. He claimed that he earned a salary of $750,000 from a company called the DeVolda Organization. More on that later. The source of Santos's wealth is uncertain. In his mid to late 20s, he seemed to struggle with financial difficulties. The Times found that he faced eviction twice in the Queensboro of New York City. But a few years later, during his 2022 campaign, Santos was re reportedly spending tens of thousands of dollars on travel. Restaurants and hotels in New York, Florida, Texas, and California. He raised so much money that he donated some of it to other Republican candidates. A subsequent New York Times investigation found questionable dealings by a political group that raised funds for Santos. Redstone strategies is what they were called. The Washington Post found ties to the cousin of a sanctioned Russian oligarch. So we got a situation where Trump was in the White House. And there was numerous stories about his connections to Russia. Which, in my mind, have never been proven. But nevertheless, that was a big, big storyline. Now we got this guy. We got this guy. That his family had a fortune in real estate. That was a lie. That four of his employees died in a Pulse nightclub shooting. In an interview with WNYC, Santos said that people working for him were killed during the 2016 attack on an Orlando gay nightclub. The New York Times found no connections to him or the various companies he's worked for among the 49 people who died at the nightclub called Pulse. So he lied about that. He lied about this notion that he went to an elite New York City prep school Horace Mann, some dude named Horace Mann, told CNN it has no record of Santos that Santos ever attended. The private school also checked for aliases. Santos had claimed in a 2020 YouTube video that his parents lost money in the real estate market and that he had to drop out four months before graduation. 
later earning a GED diploma. Unfortunately, my parents fell on hard times, which was something that would later become known as the Depression of 2008, Santos said. But we were hit a little earlier on with the over leveraging of real estate, really. He lied about graduating from college. He eventually told admitted to the New York Post he didn't graduate from college after lying that he did, claiming he had a 3.89 GPA at Baruch. He lied that he was a college volleyball star. Who does this? Who does this? He's lying about being a sports star. He's lying about being a Holocaust survivor. He's lying about his mother being alive at a particular time or being in the country. He said that she was in the towers during 9-11 and she was in Brazil. He lied about everything. Lying about his education. Hell, in one instance, ladies and gentlemen, there's reports that he was, in, he was married to one woman and proposed to another man. So he's lying to people, his constituents. He's lying to his wife. He's lying about a lover. He's lying about his own sexuality. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, come on. Who hasn't this man lied to? He even lied that he has that he's run an animal charity. There's no record that he supposed, uh, you know, that Santos uh, supposed charity Friends of Pets United is what it was called ever existed as a legitimate tax exempt organization. The New York Times reported after checking with the IRS and attorney general offices in New York and New Jersey. The Times said he claimed that he ran a tax exempt per charity for five years, starting in 2013, around the same time he faced apparent financial troubles. Really? Swindled a homeless vet with a sick dog. He did that too. He's got an alleged criminal past. He swears he's not a criminal, of course. Not he or in Brazil or any jurisdiction in the world. Speaking on longtime Trump advisor Steve Bannon's podcast, he said he's lived an honest life. I just pray for all of you when they come for you that you have the same strength I have, he said. As NPR reported, in 2008, Brazilian authorities accused him of stealing a checkbook and fraudulently spending $700. The investigation was stymied by their inability to locate Santos, according to the New York Times. But with his election to Congress, they have said they are reopening the case. So, ladies and gentlemen. The country of Brazil is after him. Are you kidding me? And this is an elected official? Oh, by the way, one more lie. He swears he never performed in Brazil as a drag queen called Katara. Santos says that the suggestion that he was a drag performer is categorically false. The media continues to make outrageous claims about my life while I'm working to deliver results. He tweeted this week, multiple reporters, however, said they have obtained photos or video of Santos performing as Katara provided by former friends from the Rio de Janeiro gay community. Lord have mercy. And this man is in elected office. And the Republicans don't seem to want to get rid of him because they want his vote. They have five more seats than their Democratic counterparts in the House of Congress. 
and God forbid it's reduced to four. They want him in so much so that they put him on two committees. This is the, this is the shameful shit I'm talking about. This is the embarrassment. This is the disgrace. You're representing a constituency. You're representing a people. The mere fact that he's told so many lies and he's so flagrantly misrepresented himself shows that he's not fit for office because the third district of New York doesn't have a representation, doesn't have representation. They might as well be Washington, D.C. Taxation without representation. This is an utter disgrace. And if you don't believe me, believe somebody else. I'll tell you what they said about George Santos to close out the show in a minute. You're listening to Stephen A. On No Mercy. Don't touch that dial. Back with more in a minute. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Something's got to get me high. Who gonna stop me high? Again, I'm going to read from Peggy Noonan's column because I think it's important that everybody understands. First of all, nobody would have found out a lot of this stuff if it wasn't for some small local newspaper called the North Shore Leader. Nobody would have known anything. This dude might have been representing the 3rd District of New York, the 3rd Congressional District of New York, operating with with impunity. How could you allow this to happen? What happened to standards? What happened to standards? This is inexcusable stuff. Peggy Noonan goes on the right. It's not good enough to say they're all con men talking about congressional figures in Congress. She says, even in Congress, there are degrees. This one, meaning Santos, she's talking about, is a pro, a menace, a total, not partial fraud. If he has any qualifications for public office, they haven't emerged. He is a bad example for the young. Given the belief that cheating works. He is also an embarrassment to the old. Because he is an insult to the institution. Getting rid of him will take time. We are counseled. Ethics investigations, campaign finance probes. But the entire Republican leadership, while not quite embracing him, has been happy to use him. He voted for Kevin McCarthy for speaker. He was appointed to two committees. She talked about how George Santos shouldn't be in Congress. She said, it happens to be my feeling, my observation, that the wilder America becomes, the more it wants its political class to be stable, mature, and normal. She went on to say some other things, then came back and said, but I suspect deep down more people think we may all be going a little nuts, but you in politics, you need... You, you, you need to be the grown-ups, please. What have I been saying to y'all? When, the grown, when are the grown-ups going to show up? The third congressional district in New York City, a segment of our populace in this country doesn't have representation because they have an absolute fraud who has no business in public office. And the reason why this subject is near and dear to me and it resonates with me is not because it's politics. It's because, once again, as I continuously remind everybody, you're legislating and governing our lives. You play a role in deciding what laws we have to follow. 
how much we're taxed. What our medical coverage is going to look like. What kind of premiums are we going to have to play or have to pay? Education reform. Border security. Economic issues. Recession. Inflation. You play a role in all of this. And I want to know, A, that somebody is competent and B, somebody has a shred of decency in the damn office. That's what I want to know. And the fact that he's in office, regardless of how flagrantly bad it speaks against his decency or lack thereof, it also contaminates the entire Republican Party. Where the hell are your standards? What happened to you? You that damn desperate? Y'all was supposed, it was supposed to be a red wave with the November elections. It didn't happen. But now here you are, you got an 80-year-old dude that's approaching 82 years old. And y'all acting like y'all scared y'all can't beat him. I think Ron DeSantis will take out almost any Democrat right now. I really believe that. But not when you got this going on within your own party. It's embarrassing. I'm a middle of the road dude. I live and let live. I'm a fiscal conservative. I'm a social liberal. But even I like law and order. Even I like rules and regulations. Even I like some kind of parameters in place. And most people used to lean on the conservatives to do it. That ain't what's happening now. So I agree with Peggy Noonan for the Wall Street Journal. Especially her last, very last statement in her column, posted January 19th. She says, don't give the world more reasons to laugh at our pretensions of good governance. Don't give America more reason to disrespect ourselves. If you have to drag George Santos off the floor, do it. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Amen, Peggy Noonan. Amen. I swear to you, I don't want to hear a single solitary damn word about a complaint, about an athlete. And it ain't just an athlete. It's anybody who's honest. I mean, when you allow somebody this bad to remain in office, you don't even have the right to come to somebody who is honest. With a complaint, because at least they had the decency to tell you the truth. This dude right here, George Santos, has lied about his sexuality. He's lied about his mama being in the United States when she was in Brazil during 9-11. He's lied about where he went to school. He's lied about having a college degree. He's lied about jobs he's had. He's lied about being Jewish, calling himself Jew-ish, Jew-ish. He's even lied about his name. Forget George Santos. What about the third district of New York? Don't they deserve a representative? They clearly voted for somebody that they knew nothing about. He lied to them. They didn't go in there blindly and pull a lever for him. They listened to what he had to say and supported him. 
and he flat out lied about everything, including his damn name. Get his pathetic ass out of office. Get him out of Capitol Hill. And if the Republicans aren't willing to do that, hell, they might make me a Democrat. That's all I got to say for the day. Thank you for listening to No Mercy. Appreciate y'all tuning into this latest podcast. I'll be back with you in a couple of days. Remember, as always, you don't have to know sports to know mercy. That's what yours truly, Stephen A. Smith. I've got no mercy for this pathetic excuse for a human being. It doesn't get much worse than George Santos. Peace and love, everybody. Till next time. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts.